3: Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 381, the BAM episode. I'm in the host seat. Joining me today is Steven Rue. Don't worry, Miranda will be back. Miranda will be back. She had to take a break today. Brandon this is be Tyrell. A beautiful train wreck. All right, let's do it. And Mark Medina. Why are you guys wearing the same shirt? <laughs> We planned it. <laughs> We were like, we're going to be an Unlocked. We got to match. We got to look good. That's not what happened. Then happens. why would that you wear exactly green shirts? It. Denim on top, denim on bottom. Ryan is out at Dice, and for some reason they let me host. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Apex Legends hit 25 million players. We're going to talk about that and all of the news on the show this week. Let's get right into it with Apex. We had some spicy takes on IGN. We had some spicy takes on Twitter. and Now we're going to have Spicy Positivity right now because apex legends is awesome right steven
1: i i love it
3: 25 love million it. players 25 Steven's million bringing players, the energy two million concurrence two million concurrence hit her one time crazy. and if you guys have watched shroud play he is a freaking monster yeah. at this game
4: yeah are you playing apex brandon i am so i actually went i went to the uh sort of with you and you. Steven. Yeah. Steven. Boom. That's one wasn't I, there. I wasn't. There.
3: Um that was CJ.
4: It all blends together, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, we were at okay. Anthem. We with were at a Anthem. Canadian. You <laughs> went with a Canadian. Canadian. Oh, I went with <laughs> CJ, yes.
4: <Yeah. laughs> uh the other Canadian. Um
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> I love it. Uh it was good. It was good at the preview event. I really enjoyed what I played. Came uh got back to IGN, got looped in with other work, and actually just played it again for the first time this weekend. Yeah. Man, that game is good. That game is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really enjoying it. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't play Battle Royale games. Like, it's got this weird sort of Blackout kind of meets Overwatch-esque vibe to it. And uh, even if, like me, Blackout uh, Battle Royale games are kind of intimidating just because I don't have the time to learn the weapons or the maps or sort of any, any of that kind of stuff. This is easy to jump into. And, I, like, I don't feel like a total piece of garbage when mm-hmm. I lose and, like, drag my <laughs> team down. Yeah. So it's nice. And I won... I uh, won a round. I won my third
2: game ever. Another oh, first one. Nice. Here. Nice, dude. Good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What, What's crazy to me is just like the phenomenon. I just opened up my Twitch right now. Mm. 522 viewers wow. for Apex. Second place is Fortnite at 106. And wow. that's well over a week after the game's come out. Oh, and so- It's 522,000. I was like, I was like, wow, that's really He's low. He said 522. <laughs> <Wow>. 522 <laughs> Only 522 and like, people are watching. It really dropped. That is, uh, that is
4: decidedly worse than
2: yesterday. <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those things where everybody, uh, when the game first came out, it's like, look, it's it's stomping on all the other battle royales. And I was like, okay, well, every battle royale that comes out yeah. is number one on Twitch for at least its first few days. Mm-hmm. And when blackout happened with Radical Heights, yeah, it yeah. just happens.
0: Well, but a week, it, it, over
2: a week later, it's still going this strong, and like every day, Vince is like, "Hey guys, we we just hit this milestone. We just we just did this. We just broke this record." Yeah, a game is. It seems like it's here to stay.
3: Looking mm-hmm. into the future, we got a battle pass on the way. They're going to be doing a Valentine's Day event. Steven, how are you liking uh, Apex Legends? <laughs> how I, are you liking
2: uh, Apex? I stay up till
1: three a.m. <laughs> Every night, playing with Sean Finnegan and James Duggan, and it is obviously terrible for my health, but I can't get enough of it. Yeah. I, like like Mark said, I think it's here to stay. Um, I saw a stat earlier. Fortnite had 100 million players total, but it took them, I think, two months to hit 25 million, and yeah. Apex hit that in a week, wow. which mm-hmm. is insane.
3: Here's the thing about that game. It takes all of the Battle Royale things that you would expect, the the diving in, the the weapon gearing up systems, and... It elevates them all. It makes them all better. It, it's like a refining of the genre and almost perfection, I would say. like It's it's absolutely yeah. excellent in and, my opinion. And I
1: love that it is not an early access game because I'm so mm-hmm. used to like uh, games coming out in early access. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an alpha. This is going to be buggy. And it, it does feel buggy and it feels janky. And I feel like that takes away from the gameplay experience. This is A, super polished. And I think as we see more Battle royals come out, they're going to take from each other. Yeah. And the next Battle Royale could be <laughs> even bigger.
2: Yeah. 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 I remember we were talking about it. Uh we we like we said, we knew about it a few days before it uh was announced. And uh everybody kept calling it early access. Everybody kept saying, Oh, on Monday, Apex releases an early access, and we kept having to correct help. everybody. No, it was like, no, this is a this is final release. And I thought this is either gonna go super well or it's gonna be a train wreck because if a beta like when Red Dead Uh, online's beta came out and it's like it wasn't good or even like radical heights was early early access it's kind of like yeah but it's all forgivable because it's just a beta you know Mm -hmm. anthems load screens don't work but it's fine it's just a beta (laughs) so i'm like it's gonna be really worrisome if something happens and and it's like i'm so glad that that didn't happen i'm so glad that it
1: came out and Mm -hmm. it just worked I, i know betas and alphas are designed to find these bugs and you're gonna have to deal with these bugs for consumers. But do you think that is actually hurting the game overall? What? Beta's like being super janky and there's a lot of problems with them
3: i will say that the the early release for anthem the demo the yeah. actually vip demo that was definitely negative overall yeah, i think, I think cool. once people got in and got to experience that game it was good but they additionally have this weird staggered release coming up yeah where early access is going to be available to pc only and then 10 hours on xbox and sorry playstation fans but it's
2: fine they got this beautiful chart telling yeah me. they have <laughs> the, the chart thing it's
3: ridiculous and hopefully they don't do that i love that apex legends just dropped and uh it, it's sort of weird bringing up anthem for a second to see that a few weeks back everyone's like yeah gonna have microtransactions oh my god yay mm-hmm. it's gonna ruin bioware and that's like what the whole internet's saying and then this week apex legends comes out it has microtransactions, and nobody cares yeah that's true. nobody cares yeah i i mean there's a
4: Look, there's a little bit of a difference, right? Because Apex Legends is free to play. A mm-hmm. and B, uh, you know, when we were speaking with Respawn and specifically Drew McCoy, who's who's a designer on that game, um, their whole mantra was transparency. It was, yes, we are going to have microtransactions. This is a free game. If we want to make money on it, which you know, you make something, you deserve to make money on it. Um, they need to have some sort of monetization. You know, uh, plan in place, and they do. It's microtransactions. You can buy things piecemeal. You can buy guns, things in skins. packs. You can yeah. buy, yeah. Gun skins, not guns.
2: But yeah. you yes. can also buy heroes.
4: You can buy heroes as well. And that's sort of like the approach they're going to take is very League of Legends style mm-hmm. or Dota style, where. You know, every season they'll have rotating heroes coming in that you can purchase or that'll be free to play. You can earn them for free. You can earn them for free. Um, but like say you just don't ever unlock a hero and you you never buy a hero. You know, next season maybe Mirage comes in, right, <laughs> as, as a as a playable hero. And then they pull out another one like Lifeline or something. Yeah. And well, the heroes are so I balanced. I, I, the heroes are so balanced I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage
2: not
1: unlocking them. Straightforward.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, we I agree. we it's, mentioned in our review, uh our the reviewer said like Which is live right now. You should yeah, go check it out. Uh that uh like yeah, you can grind or pay money for the new heroes, but just so you know, these heroes are no more powerful mm-hmm. than the six that are available to you right now. And that's and that's one of the other things
4: they said was like it is a different way to play. It's not a better way to play. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think their the, transparency the balance is phenomenal. Where when you go to the apex pack screen, it tells you. Look, you have redundancy protection. You are guaranteed a legendary every 30 packs or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, there are all these steps they took. I'm assuming as lessons learned from, like, Battlefront and other games that had sort of loot packs in them. Um, and, and they have all of these different ways to explain that, like, look, this is not a cash grab. You will get new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just one alternative to purchase, right? Like, if you want a lot of different things, buy a pack. If you want something bespoke,
2: buy that. Mm-hmm.
4: very very true I, it's I,
2: literally how they're keeping the game alive <laughs> yeah
4: and you know look if you make something you deserve to make money mm-hmm. on like that For is sure. that is what i think and this is one of probably the best examples in recent memory of a game that doesn't force you to buy anything it's not predatory it is just
3: there do you guys think that they're going to be able to maintain this level of hype we'll call it, um,
4: going forward. Yeah, so I think Battle Royale games in general are driven by the streaming community largely. Mm-hmm. Um, and
3: All the big streamers are playing Apex Legends. Right. That's
4: why it's number one in the directory. So you remember when PUBG was out mm-hmm. and everyone played PUBG. When Fortnite came out, it, there was a little uh, slower adoption, I think, but like then everyone figured out like what Fortnite was, mm-hmm. and it was the game. You know, um, Radical Heights came out, and just the sort of new novelty of each of these Battle Royale games makes it sort of the flavor of the week. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see how the long tail plays out. So The Calling came out. No, that one's not a good example. uh, I think glossing over that one. (laughs) uh, I think that this game is fun enough, and this game is uh, sort of. Um, varied enough. There's enough uh, different layers of detail and difficulty to it that I think this one is probably here to stay. We'll see what happens when Battlefield comes out. I think that'll be uh, played for probably a week or so, and then that'll
3: be the real tell of, do people go back to Fortnite? Do people go back to PUBG? That battlefield's going to be a weird one. I think because it's a known quantity, mm-hmm. I think people kind of know what to expect from a Battlefield game, and it's not going to be interesting enough to hold hold everybody's interest. Hi, high, high one-shot camera that I'm randomly on by myself. Look at those everybody. Look at those baby Good blues. You. Uh, your but shirt yeah. really brings out your eyes. <laughs> but but also Steven's shirt really brings out your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Battlefield because it's not a new product is going to necessarily take away from that. It might temporarily, but I think people will go back to Apex for a long time.
0: This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts. Nord VPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is
3: Speaking of Respawn, good news for Titanfall fans. A premium Titanfall experience is on the way later this year, apparently. Here's what it says, according to the run of show I didn't write. On Twitter, CEO Vince Zampella teased, there is more than just Apex Legends in Respawn's future, saying, we are also working on more Titanfall for later in the year. He continued by saying, we love being able to experiment in this crazy universe. On a call reporting Q3 financial results for EA, the company said it's plans to introduce a premium Titanfall experience, which likely means a traditional, non-free-to-play game later this year, and that it will be a twist—a twist on the franchise M Night Shyamalan style. No additional details were revealed. So, here's the question I'm supposed to ask according to the runner show. So, not Titanfall 3. Since they already said they weren't making that, but something else—hopefully yeah. a single-player experience thing—since Apex is their big multiplayer game right now. Does it say? Single yeah, we player?
2: we talked we talked oh, about this last week, and uh, it's it's yeah, I was very. It was like kind of weird because everyone's like, oh, see? So Titanfall 3 is still coming out. And that mm-hmm. was like literally afters, hours after they had said, mm-hmm. we have not even begun production on Titanfall 3. Yeah. And so uh, everyone's like, oh, wait, it is coming out this year. I'm like, yeah, it takes longer than like seven months to make a game, guys. But okay. Uh, we kind of theorized on what it could be and we came up with, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh we don't know if it's going to be like an RTS. It's obviously not going to be. Uh, you know, Titanfall 3.
3: Okay. I swear, I, I, RTS, I was... Yes,
2: that would be interesting. We mm-hmm. have
3: B-roll on the video version right now. I was watching, and I was like, oh, man, this looks like an early version of Apex Legends. Then I realized, wait, <laughs> this, this is, is Titanfall, Titanfall 2. And, <laughs> and boy, do I miss this map. Oh, it yeah. was so fun. Uh, that's a that's a real good game, everybody.
4: Titanfall 2 is... And Titanfall actually, 2. Uh, somebody brought up... I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but somebody brought up in one of our stand-up meetings that... People have seen an uptick in Titanfall 2 multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Brian on Alcana. sale. Brian on Alcana. sale yeah. for 6
2: bucks. Like all right of everybody's is is like insane. Every everybody's playing Apex and they're like, "Wait, they who made this game?" Okay, I'm going to go back and try Yeah, Titanfall. So yeah. I
4: I reviewed Titanfall 2 and I can say if you like playing Apex Legends and you like sort of the feel and the movement of it, just pick up Titanfall 2 for $6. It yeah. is yeah. such a good game. The single player was one of my favorite parts of it, and the multiplayer is fantastic. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no part of this game that isn't really good. Uh, I think I gave it like a nine or something around there. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Uh, check out the review if you like it. I strongly urge people to pick it up. Like, Respawn just knows what they're doing in the
2: shooter space. Well, I think that's why people are very excited about Apex. It's like a lot of people just want to are happy to see respawn like get a win because mm-hmm. you know titanfall 2 commercially just got sandwiched in between uh battlefield one and infinite warfare yeah and it just like I mean, it kind of just kind of just passed you by. And, and it's like no it's like it's this really really good game and and nobody played it it seems and so it's like now it's like it's it's really cool to see them like get the like just service that they deserve yeah, yeah. for sure
3: Steven, did you play much TF2? Uh,
2: I did not play a lot of TF2. Team Fortress, th- too? Because, <laughs>
1: like <laughs> because you guys you said, were, uh, it uh, did get cannibalized in between those two releases. And it's weird because it feels like they're doing that again with Firestorm, the Battlefield's uh, Battle Royale, mm, and yeah. Anthem. Like a lot of people have been saying this yeah. unexpected launch of Apex Legends is just going to kill Anthem and. Uh, Firestorm. So.
3: Everyone's been saying Anthem's gonna die repeatedly on all the internets. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I keep very, saying. I'm like, let it come out like, first. I feel like
2: they serve such. We talked about that yeah. last week too, and it's like I feel like they serve such different audiences because Anthem doesn't have PVP. No, nope. exactly. And so it's kind of like I don't really understand where a battle royale cannibalizes a single, not a single player game, mm-hmm. but a a shared world shooter mm-hmm. that isn't competitive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't really see how they exist now. Firestorm. Firestorm. yes. firestorm. <laughs> it's not looking great. <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought.
4: Look, I I I don't pretend to know what happens behind the scenes or anything. There are much mm-hmm. smarter people than me making these decisions. But you know, last last no, go last, last go round we saw Titanfall two get sort of eclipsed by the yep. two biggest shooters on one week of either side of it. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing EA release, or you know, uh, I guess respawn has released Apex Legends, you know, a week or two before Anthem, right before Firestorm. So I don't, I don't really know what the game plan is there. I think you're right. I think that when Anthem comes out, people are going to obsessively play it because that game feels really good to play. I'm going to obsessively play it. Yep. Um I think, I think it's actually perfect. The situation is perfect for a guy like Destin, mm-hmm. who plays Destiny almost fanatically. <clears throat> because he loves both the pve and the pvp mm-hmm. in anthem you're going to get that pve where you definitely. get you get to do your diablo style loot grind at and the it end.
3: takes it's like space space sort of oh Destiny, feel Destiny, for space. sure space yeah if you guys knew that definitely mass effect dead space Anthem's gonna be great dead space is great you there's Destiny. a picture of you floating around in a dead space costume that's there, right. right there is yeah oh that's awesome remember <laughs> it from oh, like
4: years oh, ago oh, oh. You I thought you meant somebody
3: photoshopped me oh, no, floating no, 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 in no. space. No, no, this is something thing. you
4: handcrafted and put on by yourself. I sure did. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that with Anthem, you're going to get that Diablo-style endgame loot grind that you kind of like obsessively love to do. Yeah. And, and get sort of the best build possible, and then get the best build on the next. Uh,
3: but I also love Battle Royales, Brandon. Where am I going to get that? If you love Battle Royales, then when you've already finished
4: all your strongholds and such for the week... Jump into Apex Legends. Oh, my goodness. Another fine
3: electronic arts property. He's correct. Yeah. yeah so so that, I, that's I, exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Right?
4: I, th- I think streamers are really going to jump into Anthem. Um, it'll be the hot the hot thing for a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to go back to Apex Legends. But Anthem's also got post-launch content coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which actually looks fairly meaty. So yeah, um, I think you're going to see people continuously go back to Anthem sort of the same way they go back to Destiny, yeah. which is... Every couple of weeks, every couple of months, you jump back in. You check out the new content. You check out what they've changed on the servers because they can control everything by flipping le- levers and pushing buttons. Um, That's how they do it. They have
3: this big board with a bunch of levers and it's buttons. It's like kind on of it. steampunk. All, yeah. like Tesla coils. <clears throat> they didn't need to set it up that way. They could have just, you know, typed stuff into a computer. But they said no. We it's want cooler. levers and buttons. Cooler. This will look this much cooler. Style. Also, to <laughs> be clear,
2: we we don't know actually anything about Firestorm, right? Like we keep talking about no. sandwich. We have no idea when that's actually coming out. Yeah. Or, I think the
1: or a, if it's even coming. They, out. They've shown like a really short trailer of it, right? Has it
4: ever been playable in any capacity?
1: No, but they've shown a trailer where it's like there's literally like a fire circle.
3: Yeah, and that's it. then the fire circle is probably pushing. Yeah, everybody towards the oh, center. Yeah. Hence Firestorm. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Got it. <laughs> War's is hell. Uh,
4: yeah. It sure is. I think we should probably stop talking about Firestorm, considering we have zero idea of how that game plays. If it comes out and it plays incredibly well, that's the great thing about this Battle Royale space right now is that there is... If you come and you bring the goods, people will play your game. Yeah, for sure.
0: Looking for in-depth discussions about the process of making video games from the very people who actually make them? Then IGN is happy to present Starburns Audio's upcoming podcast, Humans Who Make Games. Hosted by comedian and Adam Ruins Everything star Adam Conover, Humans Who Make Games offers insight into the origins of games like Spelunky, Binding of Isaac, and more from the people who made them. The first episode will be with Binding of Isaac developer Edmund McMillan. Stay tuned for more from humans who make games on IGN. And be sure to subscribe to the show's Apple podcast feed for new episodes as they debut.
3: We got two more EA stories. One that I just brought up on my phone. Speaking of Anthem, BioWare has partnered with Neil Blomkamp to develop a cool little live action short for the Anthem thing. Here's the press release from this morning. Today, EA... And Neil Blomkamp, the Academy Award-winning director of District District 9, Elysium, and Shappy, have announced they have collaborated on Conviction, an original live-action short film based on Bioware's Anthem. In Conviction, Blomkamp brings the vast world of Anthem to life with his own story set decades before the beginning of the game. He has a bunch of quotes and such, but he's really excited to work in the world of Anthem. And Neil Blomkamp, if you don't know, he did the Halo shorts back in the day, and uh, they are phenomenal i yeah. love love what he does with like uh uh cgi basically integrated into real world settings he's really really good
4: yeah mm-hmm. i mean he was he was on deck to direct the halo movie before that all fell
3: apart <sighs> i still want that to happen man i know yeah it would have been awesome it's a Neil, peter jackson <laughs> what are you guys doing first <laughs> yeah
4: um yeah he he has proven that he really knows his sci-fi space and like district nine came out of i, I think if you watch district nine again correct me if i'm wrong but like that one point some of the props from what would have been the Halo ah. movie were used in District 9. I think you see a Jeep that's basically a warthog. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, and <laughs> I think a, you see ARs too that have you know, like a repurpose. couple of assault rifles that yeah. were repainted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so he he definitely
3: knows what he's doing. And like,
4: man, those Halo shorts were so good.
3: Yeah, they were absolutely excellent. So look forward to that soon. Uh the next actual story that was on the run of show, well while we're on EA still They've announced plans to deliver new entries in both the Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies franchises. Plants vs. Zombies fans, I hope that gets you excited because none of us know anything about Plants vs. Zombies. we
2: agreed to toss to Stephen for the So we're going to toss to Stephen, who's <laughs> the play, Plants who knows zombies the expert.
3: least Stephen. <laughs> What do you think of anthropomorphic plants versus uh, zombies that eat brains?
1: told them before the show not to do this, so I'm going <laughs> to say what I'm going to say. Yeah. Plant zombies, awesome. Let's
3: it. <laughs> plants versus zombies, it. IGN.com. <laughs>
4: awesome. Nine out of ten. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what more could you want? Yeah, I, I, I am a big Need for Speed fan, though, so here's what we have from the press release. In a recent press release, EA COO and CFO Blake Jorgensen said so the publisher will deliver new plants versus zombies and Need for Speed titles. Although details on occupying entries have not been revealed yet. Jorgensen also said EA will grow Apex Legends and related Titanfall experience and add Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to our sports titles in the fall. Nice. Plants vs. Zombies is a huge franchise for them. Mark, you know yep. you know, Call of Duty. Yep. Do you remember when they did Garden Warfare? I do. Yeah? Those I like
2: are, those games. Actually, yeah, they're good. I actually do remember that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm are we gonna get a battle royale <laughs> i hope we're gonna, i want a battle royale need for speed how would that even work Cars <laughs> the, smashing need for Speed is an interesting one because like that franchise kind of is like, i don't actually want it that. kind of is like in a weird space right now because like the last game that came out did not review well and it's it's kind of like we have this like forza and and what's the playstation one i forget no PlayStation Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo. <laughs> there it is. I don't play racing games, and it's like it's kind of like where does Need for Speed kind of fit in there, and and so it's I'm interested to see what they what they change with that franchise because the last one yeah. did not do so well.
4: Yeah, I mean NFS has always been like the arcadey
2: crash mm-hmm. mode flavor.
4: Yeah, it was sort of sort of somewhere between like a Forza and a Burnout. Kind yeah, well, it was always so big on
2: like you could play as the cops and yeah, you know, it was so,
4: really so Most Wanted you could like do mm-hmm.
2: cops versus. Not cops. Yeah, cops, what was the the not <laughs> cops There's only two kinds of people in this world: cops versus cops civilians. And non-cops. <laughs> but it's like the last one looked like the opening scene of like the fourth Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, like it looked kind of heisty, and then it came out and it was not. It was not. Good. I've never watched a mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious movie before. Which You've never
3: is? seen any of the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. movies? I've never. actually
4: only ever seen Tokyo Drift. You need to watch never. Fast Five. All right, Five. so the movie you starts. You need to watch Fast Five. The movie starts. All right, you <laughs> know what? <laughs> the semi, I'm they're just tri- going to say
2: the rest of Unlocked is a recap of the Fast and the Furious Here thing. we go. Yeah, oh, go. Yeah, All right. Go, he bye. drives under the semi for at least a quarter of a mile. <laughs> quarter of a mile, something you're going to hear a lot in this oh, film. that's <laughs> <laughs> what you live your life by. quarter
4: mile at a time, right? 100 Got it.
2: Definitely. I can't believe you haven't seen Tokyo Drift. That's like. No, I have. Oh, you
3: have. I think I saw the first one like ten years ago, but the only one I remember is Tokyo Drift. Interesting. <laughs> I love how they managed Tokyo to bring Drift that franchise grim. back from the brink. Yeah. They did yeah, one. Thanks to it the was rock. So yeah. what's the draw? Is it like good storytelling? No, it, are you oh, no. It's, it's an action movie. I've now. always just thought they were super cheesy and cringy, so I never watched them. That's it's a
4: popcorn point. flick. Go so, see Fast
3: Five, Stephen. That's the only one you need to watch. They, and if you're not in after that, you're dead to me. They kind of, <laughs> they kind of, wow. they kind of started as like a, I don't know, like cops crime drama it was, it was an excuse to race cars in a movie yeah. yeah
4: yeah yeah yeah. and then they they just leaned hard into action like once yeah. the rock came on they just became like big budget
2: action I, I saw a yeah. picture the other day and it was like it was like it was like the 10-year challenge or whatever and it was a door with a bunch of like speakers and they're all colorful and stuff and then it's like fast and furious 10 years ago and then fast and furious now and it's just a door with a Ton of guns, (laughs) (laughs) basically. It used to be all like flashy special effects, and now it's like they don't. They try to not use as many special effects, so it's like they're slower. But what you're seeing is actually like. But
4: they drive cars between
2: skyscrapers, so like
3: (laughs) you know,
4: you
2: can do that.
3: If I get a copy of (laughs) if I get a copy of Fast Five and set it up in the demo room, will you guys watch Fast Five with me? It is my favorite Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Do I need to see Fast 4? For- no, you do not. I'll fully get you up, yeah. man. Don't worry. He was a cop. Now he's not. He fe- <laughs> so, freed Dom, and now they're all b- the gang's back. Paul
4: Walker, up. the last one Paul Walker was in was 4, correct? No, no. Paul Walker was seven, in 7.
2: Yeah. yeah. 7 is the seven one
3: fast.
4: where... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how <laughs> oh, many are uh, there? Eight, they're on eight, eight, 8
2: is already out. Right. And Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff, but it's the ninth film in the franchise. When
1: Hobbs and Shaw like, got teased, everyone had such a strong reaction to it. I was
3: just like... Who the heck are these people? <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. That's the secret sauce.
4: <laughs> One of them
2: killed Han, and now he gets his something own about a baby.
4: Like he didn't kill a baby. So how not uh, talking about the fact Idris Elba is a, he's has superpowers. he's <laughs> a All
2: right, it happens when the metal door closes. He starts punching through. You'll, un- <laughs> you'll understand after Fast Five. Okay, okay. I I really <laughs> doubt it, but okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, just make Need for Speed like that. EA. Sorry for that tangent.
4: <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Why not just buy the Fast and Furious license and then
3: slap that bad boy on there? There you go. You know? Need for Speed, Fast and the Furious edition.
4: They, well, they
2: kind of partnered did, with they Forza. They did that with uh, Forza, yeah. yeah. They mm. put a bunch of the fast cars in Forza. Yeah, and you know
3: what? I downloaded it, and I wanted to drive that Charger, and I did.
2: It was great. Was quite the story. Great story. <laughs> no, wait. I downloaded it because I wanted to drive the cars yeah. and... <laughs> I did. And the super I think oh, the super was in there. We're
4: only twenty five yeah. minutes and thirteen seconds in, and we've already had a Fast and the Furious tangent. So
3: Well, get ready to have your mind blowing. blowing. Shaggy is not gonna be in Mortal Kombat Eleven. Shaggy's out during Nether Realms Combat Cast stream via my brain, because <laughs> I watched out. it, and Tyler Lansdowne, who said it. I don't know why I'm why this says another outlet. I watched it. Anyway, the company revealed that Cabal will be back on the roster, Cabal a fan favorite, but also confirmed that we won't be seeing seeing Shaggy on the list. Community manager Tyler Lansdowne shut down fan Dream saying Shaggy will not be in the game ever. Sorry, dead meme. It was kind of this ongoing joke. About Shaggy
4: being a the game. Who is Shaggy? I mean, I I play. We do. From
3: oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I thought you meant we, like. He sugar. Was, he was in like our office. Shaggy.
1: He was in our office like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Matthew
2: Lillard. Well, yeah. Matthew Lillard was. Yeah, Shaggy. 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 know. Yeah, there was some meme universe. about him like becoming a god, mm-hmm. and then so then it was like, oh my god, he doesn't. He only used half percent of his power, whatever. So then it's like, oh, now he's going to be in Mortal Kombat and. And they were like, no. So Shaggy. <laughs> so this yeah, is yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. Was like everybody was like, oh, so he needs to be in Mortal Kombat because he's like this god, he's gonna like rip people apart or whatever. And then they were like, no, no. so
3: this <laughs> is an internet thing. Got it.
2: Mm-hmm. It's Stay just an no internet thing. Okay. So, so let me. I'll tell still- you guys.
3: Let's do this a little bit differently. Then, who would you like to see as a guest character in Mortal Kombat? That makes sense. I still want Spawn. Yeah, I I would go Spawn as well. Yeah, I think absolutely. Plain Spawn in SoCal Two was
2: mm-hmm. one of my favorite fighting game experiences. Yeah uh I'll take uh, Luke Hobbs from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Heck yeah, oh, dude's a beast! Bringing it back, <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's
2: a <laughs> beast. Oh, wow. oh my god, that's, I'm the, rock,
3: rock, right? you. that's you know? the rock,
0: right? That's the
1: rock. You know who would have some sick fatalities? Yeah. ganondorf
2: yeah. Ganondorf. <laughs> All right, let's okay. go with it. Yeah. What are his fatalities? Does fatality? he turn into a dragon
1: sure. like Blue
4: King? I don't know. Ganondorf.
1: That's my that's my choice. I wasn't thinking of fatalities. When you first said that,
4: I thought Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was like, I was like... Now, you know who had, would have some sick fatalities? John Wick. You know what? Oh. It, it is coming to the switch. Oh, John Wick. Hey, we're on John Wick now. No, oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: One of his fatalities is his dog dying, and then he just
4: goes crazy. (laughs) That's
2: his fatality is his dog dying? Oh, no. And then he just goes crazy. Which one? He's lost like three dollars. If anybody
3: friendships him, all his dogs come back to life using the power of magic or whatever they use in in Mortal Kombat. That would be a good one. Yeah, man. They should add John Wick to Mortal Kombat.
4: (laughs) He would play like, I don't know the characters' names, uh, but he would play like that Bomb Squad guy. Mm -hmm. What was his name? I don't know. Riker? Riot?
3: From what? I
4: don't know. <laughs> a, yeah, what let's, is let's happening? Let's get that, a let's get that guy game. we
3: can't remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was oh, like a Riker. Thank you. Riker. Uh, yeah.
4: Close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was in The yeah. Next
3: Generation, but whatever. Yeah, Star Trek,
4: guys. You're probably all too young.
3: <laughs> they also had a roster leak. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, yeah, but yeah, a lot of the people that you expect are showing up with, with a few surprises. I also don't think it's the full roster. It seemed like there were like five that we don't know about Ed Boon was but, pretty yeah. pissed about that on Twitter. He, was was he He was being jokey about it. But yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's annoyed. There's yeah. always
4: a nugget of truth, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking True, of man. speaking of leaks, I was. I thought you were gonna say something else. Speaking of... Speaking
3: of nugs. <laughs> no. no,
4: Like Brandon. I don't know what you mean, Destin. Can you explain that to me? We're
3: in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> What's a nug? Speaking of leaks, I was
4: super impressed uh, with the fact that...
3: I've ruined this show.
4: <laughs> I was... Su- uh, just get it all out. Ryan
2: McCaffrey is going to come back. I told. He's
4: going to be like, what have you guys done? I called it train wreck, man. <laughs> Uh okay. all right, get get the giggles out. We're Go good, ahead, boys. I'm good. We good? We're good. Yeah. It's every time I look at Steven, I look
2: <laughs> see? Every time I look at him, he freaking makes a laugh.
4: <laughs> okay. Back on talk, big. Yep, yeah. we're good. Um I was super impressed that Apex Legends managed to keep that game under wrap or Apex Legends. Respawn managed to keep Apex Legends under wrap. For the
3: most part. Yeah. It yeah. did leak well, like they had, well it, until they had the event. It yeah, did leak a couple event. days before,
4: yeah. but like
2: I mean, sorry, you didn't you couldn't see my hands.
3: for years for years. Yeah. Right? yeah
2: I think yeah. I think I think the fact that it was leaked 2 days before release could be a record for like <laughs> <Yeah>. the closest <laughs> but I mean you invite a bunch of
4: press you and then yeah. you invite a bunch of you know like influencers influencers yeah. and I think EA calls them game changers.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, EA has their own uh, wing of people that they actually bring in specifically to work on EA titles. So those are it. EA game changers. Influencers are just regular YouTubers, yeah, yeah. not part of that. Just program. regular YouTubers. Well, or or just influencers, right? Yeah. Not part of that program necessarily. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh,
4: so yeah, I mean, you invite a bunch of people in a room, like let's roll on the dice, you know. Yeah. Yep. And I'm so, I'm so glad that it that the game still did well because
1: I remember when the game got leaked and everyone was like. It's a timefall battle royale. It's not timefall three. There's no tines. Like, Mm -hmm. this game's gonna suck. But yeah. That I, was that was the narrative said, for a couple of days. That was the narrative,
3: yeah. I yeah. thought the exact same thing and then I played one game yes. and I'm like, I get it. I'm in. I'm yep. sold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally. think that's the reaction most people have.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it over over the weekend and it was like, oh, there's like these rumors and and then somebody had said it was called Apex. It was like it was like as the day went on, it was like you get more and more info. It's 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 Respawn Battle Royale Titanfall universe and then it was like and then it was Apex and I was like, oh no. And then finally it was just like Sixty players, and I was like, oh, okay, the cats out of the bag. <laughs> like, we're <Yeah>. done. <laughs> they 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 got it. I'm really I'm really glad they decided to call
4: it Apex Legends as well because it's a play on sort of the Titanfall universe. Like in Titanfall 2, the Apex Predators are like this collection of mercenaries that are basically hunting you down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess story wise, one of those guys after the wars were over decided people still love to watch fighting. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna start this game show, and and then I guess he went on
3: to to found it. So that was. It's a cool little like mm. universe tie-in. i got to watch all the BTS stuff that you guys did, actually. I also have no idea how we got back on Apex Legends, but we I'm going to roll with it. We because it. I, I okay. love I love that game. How are we doing? We so, got, oh, we yeah. got plenty of time. Yeah, we do have plenty of time we, you are, to talk may about. May I just say that you are knocking through our itinerary, right? I'm, now. I'm, a, I'm a task <laughs> itinerary. manager, yeah. you, you are yeah. just point by point. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud. Thanks, Brandon. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on. Hey! Obsidian's The Outer Worlds will be a meaty rpg but don't expect it to be fallout new vegas kind of big you know what i'm saying anyway the press release says people think it's more of an open sandbox of a game like oh they're gonna be able to go anywhere on any of the planets no said kane people are speculating like hundreds of hours of gameplay Mm -hmm. and no when asked if players could beat the game in 15 to 40 hours the developers said that would be a reasonable guess boyarski compared it to the size of one of its most popular games saying It's probably roughly comparable to maybe like a KOTOR 2-sized game, maybe a little bit smaller than that. They also emphasized that this game is being made as a highly replayable experience and that the time it takes players to finish the game will vary drastically depending on their play style. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know that they made South Park Stick of Truth, which was 12 awesome hours, according to the Runner Show. Nobody should freak out about this. KOTOR 2-sized is plenty with Tim kane on board, and it should hopefully be written really well Brandon have you do you know anything about this or about the writing style that uh, you should expect <clears throat> yeah i I went and did the
4: pre coverage of it um I want to say right before the game awards I think that's yeah? when it was announced uh yeah i I think I said this much in my preview um it it is not going to be like a super open world like big thing it's going to be a uh sort of more focused experience uh-huh. um And depending on how you play it, uh, things will, I mean, you can go sneaky archer. I mean, obviously it's in the future, but, you know, like sneaky archer, like your standard sort of sneaky character or your, you know, guns a blazing guy or your uh, persuasion guy. And I think that's what Ryan was alluding to. I don't know. I didn't talk to him (laughs) before he wrote that. Um, The writing in this game is very good. It's it's funny, but it's like kind of dark funny. Mm hmm. Um, whereas, if you guys are a big nerd like me and play all the RPGs, you know there's usually like the heroic persuasion character or the dastardly persuasion character. Um, the Outer Worlds has just like a dumb character persuasion yeah. mode <laughs> where like you can just say the most, the stupidest things to your friends and then for the rest of the game, they will never let you live it down. <laughs> or like you're talking to an NPC and he's like, I don't know, I think there are monsters in there. And you can be like, maybe they're friendly. And they're like, that's not a smart thing to say. Uh, so go ahead. Like, why don't you go ahead and walk in there and let me know what you think? So I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for this game. It seemed kind of like a breath of fresh air, um, but it, that was many projects ago. So you should go check out the preview if you're <laughs> curious about it.
3: I'm absolutely sleeping on this one. I, I saw their trailers. It looks like there's some different characters styles that you mm-hmm. can pick or maybe customize. But uh, beyond that, it, it hasn't done a good job of selling me because I don't really know what kind of experience I'm getting into uh and that's that's my only critique to it, like uh I think I just need to see a little bit more gameplay mm. and to get like really invested, but it has it checks off all the marks for me, yeah, for I think good storytelling takes place in space, customizable characters that super that can, big options yeah it's yeah. it i mean
4: it's got space important. it's yes. important <laughs> it's fun because the setting is essentially uh what happens when the inevitable like in our real world happens where corporations basically buy space travel mm-hmm. and they go and make planet Starbucks, you know. Oh. So, like, you are basically going to this planet owned by a number of different corporations, and your entire identity is driven by who you work for and what you do for them. Oh, wow. And the better corporations have, like, the better standing, and mm-hmm. the re- like, there's corporations that make everything but make it really crappy. And so, like, their gear always breaks, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, cool design elements influenced by the narrative, which is something I always appreciate in games. Because you can tell me what's happening, but like, unless you see it in the world, it's tough to really get behind that. And Outer Worlds, to me at least, it seemed like they were moving in in a right direction with
3: that. Yeah, that's so unrealistic. IGN.com, biggest gaming website on the world. Anyway, I so... won't
2: live on planet Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah uh, it's it's really not that far fetched. No, know? not
4: at all. Uh, it's got it does have like a Firefly mm-hmm. kind of aspect to it. If you guys liked that show, yeah, yeah. it's sort of it's sort of like you're on the the outer worlds, if you will. Mm-hmm. I like these. You're fun... on like the edge of space and like there are no real rules except for the corporations and mm-hmm. all that.
3: You can have a lot of fun with uh fun, believable fictions yeah. set far in the future, but like like uh idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the negative outcome and of it, <laughs> it
4: kinda yeah, it kinda November, had
3: a like a yeah. little bit of the idiocracy vibe
4: to it, mm-hmm. like this is the future and like the predictable, like lowest common denominator won out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna Ste-
3: do? Steven, do you know anything about this at all?
4: No, but I mean,
1: I loved, absolutely loved KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2, Oh, mm, and cool. it's been a very long time since i played an RPG. I think KOTOR 2 might have been the last RPG I've ever played, oh. but that, to this day, wow. KOTOR 1 is my favorite game of all time.
3: Oh, wow. and
1: time. the
4: game with the longest title of all time. <laughs> Star, Wars, <laughs> Star Wars, the Knights Wars of, the nice of the Old Republic oh. 2, in the Sith Lords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. So if that game is anything like that, I would probably give it a chance. I'm uh, like whenever I think about Kotor and Co two, I think of how long I spent like trying to get all my team members and party members like aligned with my dark side, light side. Yeah. Yeah. God. It's been a while since I played a game like that. And that actually sounds pretty exciting, uh, hearing Brandon talk about it. Yeah. You know,
4: m Kotor two, I believe, is now on backwards compatibility Nice. this is an Xbox show, Let's so we should Cotor probably 3. Please make it Kotor three. Yeah. I don't know. That's so muddy now. Like, I wonder how that would even come about, right? Because Obsidian made Kotor, but now EA has the license with Star Wars. And now... Disney and Lucas are involved. as or Lucas well, has always been involved, now, but lot. Like now Disney's involved.
2: And wow. now Obsidian, anything going forward after the, Outer Worlds would be first party to Xbox. Uh,
4: well, maybe not first party, but definitely like published and gone through mm-hmm. Microsoft as well. And I only say that because like Microsoft bought Minecraft, and Minecraft is still on everything. So
2: right, but Minecraft existed on everything before. Correct. They bought them. Yes.
4: Yeah. I'm just. I, I'm just thinking. It seems like Microsoft is opening up this idea where they're not just the Xbox, co- as far as their gaming mm-hmm. division is concerned, they're not just the Xbox company anymore. They are Xbox and PC, which means, yes, you might have to buy everything through the Microsoft store, but it does seem like in the past they have thought about, you know.
2: It's not just locked to one
4: company. Yeah, it's not just locked to the, mi- to the Xbox. They've thought about in the past, like, more platforms, more revenue, you know. So it seems like maybe they're thinking of a case-by-case basis.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Quick poll of the panel. Who likes Halo? I do. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon, what? Brandon, no. You're out. Right,
0: Halo. 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 Yes, yeah, of course. I love Xbox Halo.
3: Game. All right. Everyone loves who Halo. Who likes Disneyland? You are. Oh, man. I do. You are do setting you? this thing up. You guys? People are going to Imagine if both of those things were married together to create <laughs> an epic Halo experience. Wait, the well, guys who make Fortnite? No. No. <laughs> Not, not that epic. There's going to be a traveling Halo experience making it w- making its way around the U.S. this summer. Halo Outpost Discovery is headed to five major cities in the U.S. and will allow visitors to explore a Halo ring, get up close and personal with a real-life warthog, battle fellow recruits in an epic laser tag arena, experience thrilling in-universe encounters with the latest simulation <laughs> and VR technologies, and much, much more. And anyway, <laughs> you know who you sound like right now? don't go you sound
4: like the movie announcer from South Park.
3: I, that's that's what I do. Rob Schneider is. I love I love the
2: voice that they do.
3: Uh, this is the real thing. They're gonna have Mark. We were watching uh, yeah. the Xbox yeah. show, and, and you I was were like,
2: like, "What is it?" And I was like, "Yeah." Oww. And they're then like, like, "There's roller coasters." Wait, so <laughs> Disney like, okay. is doing this. Uh, the, no, the Halo team. No. it. it's just because yeah. it's like a theme park. It's mm-hmm. like oh. a moving. It's like a carnival. The Disney yeah. thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Disneyland, but Halo. Gotcha. But Halo. Except and not Disney. Disney's, <laughs> the Disney's not involved in anyway. It's any the way. county fair of Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, it's it sounds more like a fair than a, like a theme park. Should well, well,
3: these events will take place in an over three hundred thousand square foot area. And will also allow visitors to play and compete in titles in the Halo franchise, attend panels, meet the creators and special guests, learn how the Halo universe is made, learn how to live stream and cosplay, participate in an escape room, and so much more. I mean, so we're going to this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. Would, yeah, 100% cool. going. So July 5th, it's
4: in Orlando. July 19th, Philadelphia. August 2nd, oh, Anaheim. Chicago. August 16th, Houston. And August 30th, Anaheim. I feel like Anaheim's the only one that we would.
2: I think the problem yeah. is, is. I mean, Houston, it's, it's, Houston it's, it's is during... for so long by then. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, that's a good <laughs> that point. Is, you got to go to the good, first one That in is, is a good point. Well, DeFritis <laughs> could go to the Florida one. There you go. You know. Maybe what do you? I mean, take your vacation on July fifth to seventh. Oh yeah. Also, can three yeah. of us come also along? Come do some work. <laughs> yeah,
4: well, I'm sure she'll love hearing that her personal vacation home <laughs> is going to be consistent of going to the Halo County Fair. What do
1: you think the age demographic will be at this?
4: This is a great question because uh, Halo I'm is Halo's be now an older.
1: So I'll be there. Halo doesn't aside. <laughs> I mean, like I assume anyone under <laughs> twenty three like doesn't, doesn't really have any Halo time. I'd love like, to learn how to
3: I'd love to learn how to better live stream and cosplay. I already got the cosplay dead space thing going for Answer me. Answer the yeah. question,
4: Dustin. <laughs> I would kill to see you in a Halo cosplay. Oh, like,
3: I want to see That's you. That's easy though. They, there's so many
4: outfits that you can just buy. No, I want to see you make a Mark F... Mueller Mark V armor out of cardboard and then spray paint it green. <laughs> Holy crap! I, I never knew I needed wanted that. To be in an my life.
3: ODST. Yeah, you could be an ODST as well. I'm sure there's templates online,
4: actually. To yeah, that. I, I think I could do are. it. Yeah, um, and make I, I it think, not terrible. I think
2: the idea is it's supposed to be like a, a for all ages, because it's like cosplay to live streaming to to VR fun to I, laser I tag. Yeah,
3: I think it's uh twenty something, so late teens to early twenties. It's,
2: like, it's so interesting to me. And then like, me
3: to us,
1: you hear Halo. It's like the holy grail, right? But then like you have yeah. people in in their late thirties, like mm-hmm. who are dads or mothers who have families like, alright, kids, we're going to go to this Halo thing and they have no idea what that is. That's
4: a really great point because Halo 5, you know, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was uh, arguably the lowest point in the, the Halo series. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so it's not a property that really resonates with people in the last 10 years. Yeah. So if you have, I mean, when do you start remembering video games? Like mm-hmm. 7, 8, sometime around there? So you're talking, you have 18 year olds now who they're you know, kind of no gauge about how awesome Halo used to be. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure, like what the demographic and it's, is, and
1: it's to the point where they kn- they know how awesome it used to be because like the combat and mm-hmm. the PvP, but they don't know the story. Yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. like that is a huge draw too because you don't really get that story in Halo Four and Five. You had to play one, it's, two, it's three. It's a different and reach. story. Yeah.
4: I actually really liked Halo Four story. mostly Me too. Mostly because um, – I don't know if you guys played Halo 3, obviously. Dumb question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys check out the terminals in Halo 3? Yes. yes. Like you found them all? Oh, yeah. The story in those terminals is some of, I think, like the best world building that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, and 4 kind of directly plays off the conversations between the librarian and the didact in that. And then the conversation between Gravemind and I think it was Mendicant Bias um, – that's sort of where Halo Four lives, and I love that. And then Halo Five decided they were going to take it in some sort of insane Gundam direction, and that's kind of where they. Yeah, are.
3: I hope that I hope Infinite really brings it back home to the rings, to the mm-hmm. the fights that you have on there with the flood and taking them. More out. Runners. What if Blood. it's
4: what if it's a game just set in the Halo universe throughout, like all recorded history? You play in different parts. It would be pretty easy to like, it would be add, like add a time infinite. manipulation thing.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you know they've so, said it. Not, they've said crazy. it's a direct direct sequel to five, right? Or it is. To yeah. Five. So that's that's a, part of it. It He's will like be wearing six. his old armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, could see
3: how used. how story wise <laughs> they get to that point though, right? Yeah. Well, where, where like because at the end of five, doesn't he take the gear off? Or was that four? No, that was four. I don't remember. But like it would be easy. Oh, well, he goes back. Oh, you see like his eyes, right? Yeah, and they're all yeah
4: gooey. Yeah.
3: They're all, but no in five he's like gone rogue basically and that's why the other fire team has i mean to go gone rogue now. yeah well he's uh, basically lost it he's like obsessing over cortana trying to find her well, he's trying to find her yeah mm-hmm. but like it's for the it's
4: it's one of those things where you're like the uh, the anti-hero almost where it's mm-hmm. like what you're doing is best for the universe yeah but like the laws of man say that they got to rein you in you mm-hmm. know so it's it's really sort of like
2: so it becomes Mission Impossible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: it's the UNSC trying to like bring him into heel, and he's like, no, it's like but Captain America. I, yeah, the it's yeah, it's basically go. Winter Soldier. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'm almost positive find out more about Halo Infinite at E3, and I, I
2: cannot yes.
3: wait. Yeah. Yes, please.
2: Oh yeah, with the, with this whole idea that they have like the stage to themselves. Oh my, of course God. they're gonna come out and like. Mm-hmm. You know, to show off the biggest game they got coming out.
4: Just I know I know like Microsoft and Sony are usually on different days or different times. Um, but God, I would love like a, just a two hour conference. Mm-hmm. In Microsoft just Do being like we be play what E3? No,
3: no. Uh, I actually have some sad news to talk about. Uh, this has not been confirmed yet. I was looking on my phone just a little bit ago. I apologize to my co host for doing that, but I wanted to make sure nothing had developed. But uh, Activision Blizzard is reportedly planning on a large number of layoffs that may have happened by the time that you hear this. Uh, no updates literally as we're recording, though. Uh, job cuts that could number in the hundreds. Following slowing sales for the company responsible for such titles as Call of Duty and Overwatch, and we also know that Destiny separated from them earlier this year. As reported by Bloomberg, the announcement of these layoffs could arrive as early as Tuesday and are part of a restructuring aimed at centralizing functions and boosting profit. Taku's Jason Schreier has also reported that these layoffs are expected to be primarily in non-game development departments, such as publishing, marketing, and sales. Schreier also commented that these layoffs may mostly occur within Blizzard, shifting some of those roles to Activision proper, further reducing Blizzard's autonomy. Uh, if if this does happen, it seems like it might—anybody uh, uh, anybody who's affected by it, of course, our heart goes out to you and— um, yeah, we wish you the best. And if anybody's looking to hire anybody, just be on the lookout in the next few days because there's going to be some incredibly talented people on the market potentially. Uh, yeah, if
4: you are a game developer and you listen to Unlocked, first of all, thank you. And if you're mm-hmm. affected by this, check out uh, Mitch Dyer, an old yep. an old yep. member of IGN who now uh, is writing, wrote the Battlefront story. Um, he has posted a really awesome list, super comprehensive. of. Yeah, it's of, like of, this yeah. working spreadsheet. It's a living document of what's openings of studios who are hiring so so please check that out
3: yeah so what is where does this leave activision that's the question that's posed on the run a show what are they investing in what will make them money besides call of duty if anything and how much are they going to mess with blizzard's culture because that that's a little bit of a a dangerous area like blizzard invested hugely in overwatch and of course they have their world of warcraft money partnered for the call of duty and destiny to launch on their launcher and, uh, yeah, do, what what do you guys think they're doing here?
2: I have no clue. This is really it, weird. It's really hard to, like, speculate on, like, why a ton of people are about to lose their jobs. If yep. that's going to happen, you would assume it has something to do, especially since it's, like, marketing and stuff like that, that it's people that were put in place to work uh, for Destiny. And now that Destiny is no longer a part of those companies, then it's kind of like, okay, well... If you can't find a job somewhere else, then we, you know. But again, who knows? Yeah, um, yeah Like I don't
4: want to speak out of turn. I'm not sure what's happening, um, but the idea that sorry, excuse me, the idea that um, the number of jobs lost could be in the hundreds, yeah, yeah. S- says more to me that this isn't sort of a uh, uh, based on like one game. It's mm-hmm. it's based on um, something's going on. In redu- reducing overhead to mm-hmm. compensate for a lack in revenue.
3: yeah Yeah. they also just had a change in like high levels of the company and Mm -hmm. whenever that happens you know sometimes this reshuffling happens but uh i don't know what's going on yeah yeah i don't know really what's going on here they ditched destiny huge investment there um they still have the call of duty franchise and yeah that makes money but it doesn't make as much as like a world of warcraft 2 would or or something like that and if this is going to impact blizzard that's it's just, it's just a crappy story to report on. Yeah. It, it sucks whenever people are going to lose their jobs, especially in the hundreds. Yeah, and uh, you know it's not fun at all.
4: So mm. it's just so surprising to me because Blizzard has always been so. I mean, if I'm wrong, then please correct me. But my understanding of Blizzard as a, a company and the culture is they've always been sort of autonomous. Mm-hmm. They don't mind spending money in order to make
2: a great game. You know, yeah, they were will- like Overwatch League. Like yeah, it's like hey, we're gonna make a league for our game, and this is like huge arena. <laughs> yeah,
4: they've essentially created a sports league for yeah. a video game. Yeah.
2: Um, and housing, right? And training, and yeah, right. chefs and
4: production stuff. of it. Mm-hmm. They built an arena. Um, yep. It's crazy to me that a company that would is totally fine taking five, six, ten years to put out a game, the next game in a series, mm-hmm. um, is sort of now worried about. Cutting costs, you know. Mm-hmm. So A dramatic I, I, shift. I don't know how much of this is like Activision's influence or the umbrella company, Activision Blizzard, that owns mm-hmm. both companies now. Um
2: Well, let's not also forget there's changes of management. Like Mike yeah. Morhaime is not like the head anymore. He, he stepped and down. It's yeah.
3: starting to make sense, like why all these shifts have been happening, why why people have been, you know, finding other avenues of employment and such early on. And like, yeah. I can imagine how terrible it must feel because these are like all rumors at this point still yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: not confirmed yep. like i believe they're having their earnings call at 5 p.m today yeah so it's like you hear all these rumors and you have to wait until 5 p.m to find out if you still have a job or not like mm-hmm. must be rough
3: yep.
4: Yeah. i hope that's not the case so well, check out
3: check out mitch steyer's thing the silver lining is there are a lot of people looking for talented people and if you've been working in activision blizzard you have an excellent resume and i wish you the best of luck in all the future we're gonna move on to the loot box John from Des Moines, Iowa, asks, "What is /r some of your favorite video game scores and soundtracks?" This is a really good one for you, Mark. Yeah, you were hyped about this last week. What is mm-hmm. one of your favorite songs? I was just
2: about? hyped because uh, Des Moines, Iowa, I used to live there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's where I went to uh, kindergarten there. Kindergarten. Yeah. My my brother and my dad still live in Iowa. Oh, I thought you were California-born in. Always stayed. I wasn't even born in California. I was born in Kansas. <laughs> Learned something new. Every day. It's, a, it's a weird day. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking about it last week, and man, video game music is so good. Uh, I, I'd rather just say like certain soundtracks. So, like, uh, I've never played. This is really funny to say on an Xbox podcast. I've never played Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. I've also never played Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, I cannot stop listening to either of their soundtracks. <laughs> they are so good, oh. and I've never even played the games. Uh, but then it's like games like uh, that aren't as good as as you know the 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 games that aren't as good as their music is something like Beyond Two Souls which mm-hmm. is not that great of a game but has really good music video game music's great <laughs> super great here's
3: yeah. my here's my pick really quick if you have not listened to Donkey Kong Country Sticker Stickerbrush Symphony Google that right now go listen to it. it is a phenomenal track that is just one of of many pieces of music that i like in video game but that is the one that comes to my mind when Donkey Kong
2: Country 2's thing. music is like mm-hmm. Some of the best music on Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's crazy how good the soundtrack for that game is.
4: I, okay. Fun. I'll go check it out. <laughs> it's I so never weird. without your guys' recommendation, I would have never listened to it. But, What's some of your favorites? Um I like a lot of surprise. <laughs> I like a lot of RPG music. Um mm-hmm. I like to listen to it when I write. It's mostly instrumental and vocals uh without lyrics. Uh The Witcher 3 is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my entire life. I also are you doing this right now? He's gonna play it. Are you blown up? I have oh, to listen to it now. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's
3: so wild. That was louder than your bam. Sorry. Sorry. This sounds terrible. I highly recommend listening to it, not this way. <laughs> can we just pretend we're doing this and the producer
4: can put it in in post? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's there go the good go. part.
3: <laughs> what
4: is no, happening? No, it's just happening.
2: <laughs> it's,
3: it's... I can't turn it off now. Anyway, it's, it's a great be song. be so pissed. It's much better than what I just ruined. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon.
4: Yeah, no, it's I don't remember. You know when words. you get a
3: song stuck you're in your head about the and you're Witcher. like, I have to listen to this, and then I ruined your moment? I was talking about The Witcher.
4: Sorry. Witcher. Witcher's real good. Anyway, <laughs> good yeah, The Witcher 3, uh, one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. If you like um, sort of RPG instrumental stuff like that, also check out Wrath of the Lich King by World of Warcraft. Ooh, it's got nice. one of the best soundtracks I've also ever heard. Particularly, there's a track on there called Dalaran, something that's amazing. Um Hellblade's got a great soundtrack. Uh it's actually Assassin's Creed Odyssey has an amazing soundtrack I've yes. been listening to lately. Yeah. Um, it's sort of a little more upbeat and tempo wise. All the
2: Assassin's Creed games are are pretty known for their music. Yeah. It's, it's really good.
4: Uh, Hellblade has a crazy like if you if you like bands like The Knife or um, like if you watch Vikings, the theme song to that is very reminiscent of Hellblade. Um, yeah, just like a Darkest Dungeon. Like there's a there's a bunch of great games out there that I listen to. Just on YouTube as I, mm-hmm. as I write and just yeah. queue up the playlist.
3: The 360 version of Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay, like the remake of it, had this really awesome metal song in it, actually. like It was just a, a track. like from, yeah. I think it was developed specifically for the game. Don't quote me on that, though. Steve, Steven, do you have any? Steven ahead. only listens to Apex Legends jump music <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah. That's all he listens to. Easy. You're really good at games, but huh. uh, do you yeah. also appreciate the, the subtlety of music? Do you have any favorites from oh, that time? It's
1: easily Halo yeah like, yeah i remember it's yeah. like you just open the game and you hear that chorus
4: yeah 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 there we go well, De- and then there's stuff
2: man. like uh the halo
4: 2 guitar riff on it oh my god yeah. oh my god yeah yes. well Internet.
2: and then nah. there was just like songs that like they like live past the game there's is like remember from halo 2 mm-hmm. and believe from halo 3 yeah and then something really really good is just the menu music from halo Five. i remember when i was young it's like the gregorian chant but then yeah. it goes on and like piano comes out of nowhere it's so good i remember when i was younger i would turn on my xbox and just
1: leave it it on the menu title and just play through the tv because back then we didn't have like Mm -hmm. spotify or itunes or whatever (laughs) but god those are those are good memories (laughs) that reminds me did you you so did you all have music
4: do you all have an original xbox yes yeah i still have mine so do I. Yeah. Um, if you leave it on and it's on that screen, that green screen, uh, it has this music. Has this kind of menu music behind yeah, yeah. it, but no, there's this sound effect that comes in and it sounds like a guy talking over a radio, but it's like really? wah, 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 wah. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> weird. And like every I would I would do the same thing. Like when I was cleaning my room or doing homework, yeah. I would just leave the Xbox on. Mm. Uh and then this guy would come on and it sounded like like someone talking on a ham radio from like three hundred yards away. Uh, and it it would always scare the crap out of me. Like I thought there was oh, a cop funny. outside the window <laughs> or
2: something with a radio on. I also want to give a quick shout out to Command and Conquer. Man, mm. those the old games, Red Alert, Red Alert 2, Hell March, those songs. It like it just like didn't fit the theme. It's like war and stuff, but it's like like it's it, it <laughs> made yeah, Command and Conquer. It's like, it made like, you, you know, you're just like waiting for your refinery to build, but at the same time, you're just like rocking out. It's yeah.
1: Like a- One of my favorite things is when they take old soundtracks or original soundtracks yeah. and they kind of, not a remix, but they kind of put a different twist to it. Final Commando
3: did that perfectly yeah it's one of my favorite
1: remakes weirdest example but the aladdin trailer just came out yeah oh they had the oh, aladdin yeah. soundtrack but it's different yeah, I, Ali yeah. song. Yeah. 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 yeah i was listening
3: to it i was like man this sounds awesome yeah, yeah. yeah everything about that trailer was great and there's nothing wrong with anything in
0: it
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the great thing about yeah. like star wars trailers it yeah. says the guys every, wearing the blue shirts today <laughs> <laughs> every time a star wars trailer comes out you're hearing like this yeah. like iconic music this iconic music get Put in this like different tone, yeah. reimagined for points. a new yeah. time. Yeah, it's great. Have you ever played you know, all the
3: Mega Man songs like from the old game? Have you ever played
1: yeah. a game, uh, like a, a single player game, even a multiplayer game with the audio off?
3: Oh, like I have to off? sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we, it's, weird. Uh,
1: yeah, for a gameplay, we have to do that sometimes. It's weird, it totally yeah. takes you out of the immersion. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: for sure. I wanted to put that for out sure, there. Just a
3: John from Des Moines. Excellent question. We love video game music. You love video game music and we appreciate that you sent in that question. Thank you, sir. Also, he says he listens to a lot of ODST, which
4: is an excellent
3: choice. Oh, yeah, here's what he had listed actually. Thanks, bren uh, I still listen to Halo 3 ODST tracks for relaxation. Uh, Ryan also put down Halo 2, Ease Book 1 and 2, Lords of Thunder, Quarantine and Doom. Doom.
4: Mm-hmm. So, Doom had great things, music yeah. too. I think Borbo would like like the Doom remake. Also was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Like
3: yeah, the Megadeth track. Yeah.
4: <laughs> for sure also like tony hawk it's just like
3: tony hawk Two. it's just a great
4: soundtrack full of like gold like, 90s like gold from the late 90s early 2000s well it's like yeah. it's
2: like yeah songs it's like tracks that you hear today because it's not it's licensed music it's not original to the game but like something like uh uh crazy taxi like you cannot listen to the offspring yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. you you instantly think of crazy taxi another (laughs) another neat thing is when you're playing super smash
1: and you're playing on the different maps and you hear all the iconic different music from each game Mm -hmm. i I always thought that was pretty cool
3: really really cool again thank you john excellent excellent topic for this week's episode that is actually all we have time for today um Thank you for allowing me to host this episode, and I hope it wasn't too terrible for you listeners and viewers. And, yeah, it's, it, I had a really, really fun time, and I hope you got a little bit of information and had a little bit of fun with us on the show today. Mark, what yeah. are you working on? What can people see? Oh,
2: I'm not to say, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, dice? Yeah. <laughs> dice clip-outs? Looking at, looking at dice stuff. No, like... <laughs> Yeah, honestly the stuff I'm working on right now is there's a lot of games coming out on Friday. Yeah, there sure are. Uh and so you'll see a lot of content coming around those games. Uh, but we're not allowed to talk about anything yet. So follow me on Twitter at Mark That's 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 where we'll leave it.
3: All right, Brandon. Yeah. What, what's you doing, dude?
4: How's it going? <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? Yeah. Let's go. I'm real tired. All right. Uh I'm reviewing a game I can't talk about right now. Um so, when I can talk about it, I will. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm just, I got more reviewing to do. Glad you don't crack under pressure, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Um, Good God. That's it. Right. God. Steven,
3: what are you working on?
4: Uh, working on Apex Legends. I uh, just made the
1: ranking every Apex Legends video. Uh, a lot of strong comments on that. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you are an Apex Legends fan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Stevryu, Stevru.
3: Cool. Yeah, I'm doing the management thing still, believe it or not. They haven't let me go yet, but I'm also working on those Javelin profiles that I'm going to get done someday. I actually did all the selects yesterday <laughs> for for the Ranger. I'm going to get that done. Anthem's coming out at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow my personal stuff, I still stream Twitch.tv slash the channel every Tuesday and Thursday at 8. is guaranteed, but I've been playing a ton of Apex and I suck at it. So if you want to see the nicest guy, believe it or not, in Apex Legends, that's, that's my hook. I'm, just, oh, really? I'm going into random games and I'm just being incredibly nice to everybody. That's, yeah, dude. Positivity. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to spread 2019, positivity. 2019, the year so of I'm positivity. Like, <laughs> like, hello, everybody. I would uh, appreciate it if I could take Bloodhound this round. He's one of my favorites. If not, <laughs> really? I understand. Yes, it's really fun. And and it's I don't I, I've it. won like five games with randoms. Cool. One. It's really, really great. Anyway, I don't how does Ryan do the outro? That's it for this week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. It's pretty good.